Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Just like today, as promised, uh, some a bonus episode. It was a collaboration uh, with myself and sports card therapist, um, and we just talked about the uh, bleaker trade night that we were at Wednesday night, uh, and I think you're going to like the episode. So without further ado, here we go. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Sports Card Therapist and Sports Card Lessons podcast, Rob and Ken. Here we are, baby, for Sports Card Therapist. This is episode 192 for those of you keeping count, and we are doing a joint episode. Uh, Big Ken, what's going on, man? How many, uh, what episode number is this for you? Uh, you're putting me on the spot. I'm pretty sure it's 104. 104, my man. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, I should have yeah. looked that one up, right? I should have <laughs> looked up what that meant, if there's any meaning to that one. Uh, right? I, did you did you happen to catch my... Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. so you listened to my last episode where yeah, you heard 191, the meaning? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, that was, it was kind of random that I did that, but, I mean, it was, you know, ended up being you know kind of cool so i was i was glad i did that but uh yeah man so here we are it's july 2023 right now we are in the middle of just like this massive heat wave here on the east coast and uh you know but it's summer it's summer it's like all winter we're talking about summer especially july let's be honest right with if you're in the hobby but now that we're finally here have you been handling the heat uh you know what i love the heat the hotter the better Right. So for me, I don't care how hot it gets. Uh, and, I, and I just met a lady today from Kansas and she was telling she just moved up here and she said, I had no idea how hot it got here. She goes, it gets hot in Kansas. Right. She says, but I had no idea it got so hot in Connecticut. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we we have our times. Right. We have our weeks. We have our heat waves. But if you really think about it, we we complain about the heat in the summer. We complain about the cold in the winter. <laughs> so, but we have the best of uh, all four seasons here. Yeah, I tell you, and I think anyone that's ever moved from, you know, the East Coast or specifically the Northeast, anyone that ends up moving from the Northeast, even if they're happy with their move, usually they say the one thing that they miss the most is having the four seasons. And really, that's what we have. And we have an equal we have an equal share typically of like three months each, right? Three, 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 you yeah. know, of all four seasons. And it definitely works out well. Um you know, would I like to move maybe down south or somewhere, maybe out west, somewhere where it's just a little bit warmer, a little bit breezier all year round? Yeah, probably. But I think at that point, I'm just being picky. Yeah. You know, my daughter, we you know, lives in North Carolina and I go down, I've been down there at Christmas time. I've been down there January, February. Now their winter only lasts a few weeks. Right. So and it gets, you know maybe into the thirties then. And sometimes at night, you know, early in the morning, it'll be down maybe, you know, just like a frost or things like that. But for the most part, you know, 50 degrees through when we're up here and it's, you know, like zero or 10 or 15 or 20 degrees. So, uh, I, I feel envious of that a lot. And, uh, I say I would love to go move there, but who knows? I may be one of those people that go there and miss, you know, miss something here. Yeah, without a doubt, man. Well, uh, you know, home is where you're at. And, um, you know, it's it's I, I think I could find, you know, gratitude and in, in the good in anywhere I go, you know, but don't put me don't put me in the freezing cold for 10 months out of the year, though. I know that that's something I don't want. I don't want to go to the deep north or the deep south. I don't want to go to either, you know, smack me right in the middle. Um, 
but yeah, so listen, uh, this episode, this joint episode with uh, Rob and Ken, we are going to just dive right into uh, talking about bleaker trading and bleaker trading. I think, uh, you know, unless you live under a rock and you're not, you know, in the hobby, you probably heard of bleaker trading before, you know, it's and bleaker trading. It's like I can't even really put my finger on how to describe it, even though, you know, I spent a lot of time talking with Mark Zablo last night, who's, you know, the founder and owner of Bleaker Trading. But Bleaker Trading is kind of like a social club. And what they had last night was, um, you know, they had a trade night. Right. And, and they do trade night either monthly or every other month. And and last night they did something a little bit different and it was called the Showcase Spectacular. And uh, you and I were both invited to go. We both went there. We set up. We we did the showcase and whatnot. And we're going to get into all of that and and really, you know, what we thought about everything, the good, the bad and the ugly. Uh, but. I'm kind of curious, you know, leading up to the event, knowing we were going, Ken, what was your preparation to going to Bleaker? What was your excitement level? What were your expectations? You know, kind of things like that. I think for the most part, it was the people seeing all the people on the fly or all the people that were going to be there. That's what I was most excited for. One, catching up with people that I may have not have seen, you know, uh, recently and two, getting to meet people that I've known or I've spoken with or I've messaged with and things like that, that uh, I've never met in person. So being able just to meet them in person too. And the listeners, right? The listeners coming in and, you know, some of the listeners saying, oh, uh, I'm going to be there. I'll see you there. So it's always a great time, you know, for someone like me who creates content. And I'm sure you too, when you go to this and you know, like people are messaging you that, you've never met before. You have no idea they even exist or they listen to the pie. And then they come out of the woodwork and say, Hey, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be there. I'm going to see you there. I'll come see you. And then they come up and they'll be like, Oh, I'm from wherever. And you're like, wow, this is unbelievable that, you know, we're creating content. We're reaching all these people. And to me that that's like the best part when people come and, you know, just start talking to me. They know me, they see me. Right. I have no I have no idea who they are, but it's the best part when they come up and they just start talking about, you know, how much they like the podcast and things like that. Yeah. So so jumping into the, you know, preparation for, you know, I'll, I'll kind of start where you did with with looking at the flyer, you know, so looking at the flyer, I had no idea what to expect. I've never been to bleaker trading and I've never been to cards and coffee, the card store that is connected to them. And, and we could jump into that in a little bit, you know talking about them but you know looking at the flyer um you know i'm looking at basketball card guy he's from connecticut he's he's you know he's been a pretty big name in the hobby uh sharon black jaded wolf breaks with jess uh cage from lucas tigers and bronze um you know jeff's cards northeast sports cards uh you know there was me there was you there was shayway uh vlogs uh nick from the slab exchange so there were we knew there were going to be some big names there and and just people who have incredible cards incredible collections and 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 some of which put out pretty good content so i was pretty excited about going there and even if i've met with some of them before um you know, every interaction you have with someone, you kind of get to know them a little bit better. You get to, um, you know, just kind of, you know, sit there in politics, sit there and, you know, break bread. And I say that because there was food there. Right. So it's like there's there's all sorts of, uh, you know, goodness that I know I was looking forward to when going there. Yeah. Not only food, drinks. Right. Good drinks there. And uh, yeah, I think they took care of us pretty well, too. You know, uh, I think I thought the setup was great. You hold know, on, you're getting too far ahead. You are getting too oh. far ahead, Ken. You're getting too far ahead now. Hold on, hold on. So, so preparation, cards. What was your knowing it was going to be a trade night, right? Knowing we were going to be set up there, did you have any kind of idea about what you wanted to bring? What was your mindset? Were you bringing your big boys? Were you bringing everything just in in, in case of, in case a big deal should come up? Or were you like, you know what? I'm just going to bring my my load of mid-end stuff. I mean, it's a trade night. Well, this, this was a, like a disagreement we had, right? Going down there because you loaded up. I mean, you were, you were loaded up for bear and I was, I was light. I was going a little light. Um, 
I've talked about this many times over the last few months that I've put stuff together to drag to national and nothing is going to, you know, derail me from that plan. And, and it stayed the same for me. So I did have, you know, uh, a couple big cards in there in my box that I was willing to bring. And I had a lot of medium, you know, stuff there too. I brought, you know, some pop, pop culture, pop century cards, things like that. So we were completely different on, on our approach going there. We went together, but we, we definitely were a little different on our approach. Yeah, you know, if there's one thing that I've learned from Tony Soprano, it's that you never go anywhere light. You always go somewhere packing. Okay. That's, that's, if there's one thing I've learned from the great James Gandolfini and the great character of Tony Soprano, it's never go anywhere light. So that's my approach to everything because you never know what's going to be there when you walk in the door. You never know what other people are going to be packing. And I, and personally for me, I never want to show up to a gunfight with a knife. No. You know what I mean? So that's just always kind of been my mindset. And, and there are people that I, I, I might even be in the minority of that, you know, because I've heard people talk about when they're going somewhere. They don't want to bring their big boys that they don't have any intention on moving or that they don't plan on moving. They don't want to be tempted to move stuff too soon or they don't want to be tempted to move a PC item because me with the stuff that I brought, like my big stuff I had in my showcase. And whenever people asked me prices on stuff in the showcase, I mean, you probably heard me saying it all night. I said, yeah, this stuff isn't really for sale. This mm -hmm. is just for show this stuff over here though. In the Zion case, cause I had my Zion case filled up all four rows with it open and people just kind of came through and were flipping through. Um, but yeah, I never want to show up to a gunfight with only a Swiss army knife. That's the way I, know, I look but, at things. But there's, it's on the opposite end of it. And how many times did I go through a case, I pull the card out of somebody's case and I say, oh, this is a nice card. What are you looking for? Uh, I don't know if I want to sell that, right? So now, and I'm going to tell you what happens, the psychological part of it. You know, I pull this great RPA out and I say, that's really the card that I want. And then I go through and I see some other cards that maybe if I never saw that card there, I may have been interested in these cards. But now that I saw that, these aren't so good anymore. And I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to say I've got all these great cards that you can't have. But here, you can you can have these ones over there. Well, all of a sudden, these ones don't look as good because these ones look great over here, right? So uh, I, I think there's a psychological aspect to it too. I mean, I understand what you're saying and you've been known to make some really big moves, right? Some, some, some big dollar sales. I, I, I'm, I'm, I haven't made those, those moves like that. So to me, I'm still looking at the, you know, the, eh, you know, just, just a little bit here, a little bit there. This is what I got, you know, that type of thing. And I, and I understand, and I, I walked around and, and I don't think, I don't think, you know, I did, we saw a lot of heat. And I don't want to get too far ahead, but I'm just comparing to other people, right? I think some people left their heat at home too. I didn't see some of the heat that I usually see in some of the, some of the cases. So, you know, and, and I think, you know. Yeah, we, yeah, no, yeah. no, very well said, man. Very well said. And, and this is the great thing is we could agree to disagree. Um, yeah. You, if you're going and you know there's going to be a show or a trade night or something like that, you... You are thinking like, what do I want to leave at home? What don't I want to leave at home? Um, and 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 I don't want to say like you might want to move your junk and hope to get something good, but so I'm not saying that's your mindset. No, you know, no. But, you no, know, I for, kind I kind of brought cars that I felt that I'd be willing to move under comps. Yeah, because I think I thought this would be a great place because this is in a great time where people, you know, like it's a trade night, but they're, you know, people were buying too. They, you know, they wanted. So if I could put stuff out and and kind of price it at a comp, and then sit, would be willing to go under comps. These are the kind of cards that you know I I think do well at trade nights, and I and I've done well with at trade nights, and I kind of you know look at a card that maybe um, I've been into for a while and the, the value of it's gone up and I, and I can accept under comps and everybody's happy, right? I, I'm happy to sell it. They're happy to get it under comps and, you know, we're moving forward from there. Yeah. Yeah.
So, so we've been talking about this now for a good week or so, right? We've been planning it all out. We've been, um, you know, working our schedule, working our Wednesday, July 5th, 2023, all around, uh, going down to bleaker. So we end up meeting up at our usual spot, our usual spot where we meet up and, uh, you jump in my car, boom, and we fly down. Yeah. Right. And, um, I tell you what, and I, I tell you, if you do not have like a best friend in this hobby or a, a wolf pack of your own to really do stuff with, I, I really feel like you are not getting everything out of this hobby that you can because Overall, yesterday was a great day, right? Going on a bleaker was an incredible experience. It was great. I would have gladly done it on my own. However, I think by having someone to go down with, right? By having you, Ken, there and and just really, you know, how well we've gotten to know each other over the last few years, it just it just really maximized the experience and the excitement because i'm not just sitting there driving down listening to a podcast by myself or listening to music by myself i'm sitting there with you in the car and we're like we're talking about like what are you expecting what are you hoping happens are you excited what are you looking for what did you bring with you why didn't you bring your big stuff like we're having all these kind of conversations which little by little is only building that anticipation of actually getting there so that's why even if you're going to a local show even if you're going to a local show with 30 tables I would absolutely recommend either carpooling with a friend locally or meeting that person at shows. Even locally now, you and I will meet in the parking lot at a show. We'll meet in the show. You know, we'll yeah. say, hey, man, I'll see you there kind of thing, you know, and um, and, and, and we'll still we, we may be even on the phone on the way to the show. Right. Yep. So not in the same car, but still hyping it up on our way there. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, just really sharing in the excitement and and. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, listen, if it don't apply, let it fly. So by all means, I'm not trying to tell anyone how they should or shouldn't be, you know, hobbying. But I know from my experience, I've done it both ways. And I think there's a lot to be said for going on a vacation by yourself, right? Just going on a vacation, jumping on a plane, going on vacation by yourself. I just think when you have, you know, if I were to go on vacation with my wife or or a best friend, um, those are the vacations where I'm just, you know, blown away because you're having that shared experience. So, yeah. yeah, So I I think I thought the drive down was awesome, right? We, not that we hit traffic, but you know, traffic was moving a little slow, you know, basically going the speed limit the whole way, which made it about a 90 minute, a 90 minute one way trip. Whereas if there's no traffic or you can go pretty fast, you could get there in a little over an hour. And I'm talking about deep into Manhattan where, where bleaker is from Connecticut. You know, I can get to the Bronx in 45 minutes from where I live. I can get the Yankee stadium, boom, 45 minutes. But if you're talking about going deep into Manhattan, right, we're, we're over there in the village that, that takes some time. So we got there in about 90 minutes. Yeah. Smooth drive. Great drive down. And and the best part about it is your air conditioner was working great since it was like Man, 95 degrees. 95, <laughs> 95 in New York City. <laughs> okay. And we're and we're saying, like, okay, you know what? This is gonna be something. This is gonna be something. So so we get there. I didn't want to have to worry about circling the block and uh, you know, trying to find parking and whatnot. So I just drove straight to the garage. That's literally what I put in my GPS. Boom, I'm just gonna park in the garage. Usually I do street parking when I go to New York, but um I didn't know what time we we're going to be getting down there. I didn't know if we were going to hit traffic, whatever the case. So, boom, we go there. Uh, we start heading over to Bleecker. It was only like two blocks away. You know, we stop at Starbucks, head over to Cards and Coffee, which is the card shop that is jointly connected with Bleecker Trading. So, Bleecker Trading is really a, like a social club, right? It's just one room with mm-hmm. some tables in it. And in a fridge, actually, the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. There's there's two bathrooms in there and it's a room and it's basically long and narrow, just mm-hmm. like anything in New York City is anything in New York City that you go into, whether if it's an apartment, if it's a store, 
they're always going to, for the most part, don't apply, let it fly, but they're always, for the most part, going to be long and narrow. You're going to walk in and from right to left, it's probably going to be like a 10 foot space, maybe 15 foot if you're lucky, but it's usually going to be like between 20 and 40 feet long to the back. Right. And that's yeah. just because that's how real estate is in, uh, in the city. So, mm. so what were your, so what was that? I was going to say, you know, to me, what, what it looked like to me was, you know, it was probably one big room with a back, you know, area at one point, And then somebody just put a wall right down the middle, you know, so, and, and with two doors, right. So you've got, you could have two storefronts now instead of one with a common area in the back. Um, but, you know, I don't spend a lot of time in the city. So this was, you know, this was kind of a treat for me to get down there to the city and walk around. And, you know, it, it, it's kind of cool. Like, it, I was thinking to myself when we were there and we got out of the parking garage and we were walking over all the people there, you know, and I, I mean, I know it's summer, it's summertime in the city, but it was still, it's just, it's kind of cool to see all those people because you don't, you don't see that many people, even driving in all the people walking every time the lights turn, all the people crossing. I mean, you just, you don't see that anywhere else, but in the city. Yeah, and I guess that I was so surprised when you were telling me how you just don't make it down to the city much, you know, and I'm thinking and I said to you, I'm like, you don't make it down to New York City much. I mean, we're only like an hour away. And then I'm thinking like, well, why is it that I feel like I'm I'm regularly in the city? And I think it's probably because my tattoo guy is right in Manhattan. He's right in down in Chinatown on Canal Street. And uh, and I'm going there every few months. I'm I'm in New York getting getting some work done, whether getting something touched up, getting something new. Uh, so I'm I feel like I'm very regularly in New York for that reason. Also, uh, my my two biggest sports teams are in New York, right? New York Yankees and New York Giants. And I'm a frequent attender of games, especially Yankees games. I'm always you know going to Yankees games. And um, so yeah, I guess I was surprised. I'm like. I'm like, you're not in the city all the time. Why wouldn't you be? I mean, it's so close. And, and, and New York City, is it, it's such a vibe. And especially you talk about the summertime, especially once it starts heating up and people people are outside. Man, people on vacation, people visiting the city, you know, yeah. in for the day, that type of thing. You know, I did, you know, my my main draw to the city is Broadway. I love plays. I love going down there to see plays. Um, but it's, you know, it's focused. I have a parking garage. You drive to a parking garage. You drop the car off. You go in. You come out. You get the car. You drive home. You know, it's not, you know, and I thought last night we're walking. I was like, maybe that's something I'll do this summer. Maybe grab Sherry and just go down and walk around for the day. Go, you know, go check, check out some of the sites and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, yeah. It, it's the New York city is just a vibe without a doubt. So, so we get the bleaker, right? We got there early. Uh, so bleaker trading was closed. How they were locked. I should say, however, there were people setting up getting ready for the night. So we went right next door to cards and coffee and went there and checked out some cards. It's a, it's a great shop, you know, beautiful store over there. Um, and Jake from bleaker trading because they basically they have two separate entrances but in directly in the middle of the store it, they're connected right there's a little doorway where you could get jump from one side to the other basically um or, or should i say in, in the back area i think the back area is is what's yep, connected yeah just kind of went out the back and in you know just think about a house with a porch on the back right with two two doors you go out yeah. one door and in the other door type of thing yeah exactly so so jake from bleaker shout out to jake uh he walks over into cards and coffee and sees us in there and just walks up to us gives us a great warm embrace guys what's going on come on over come through the back you know and and grab something to drink they had they had water sodas they had hard seltzer they had beers all in the coolers just like like hundreds of drinks and coolers just you know for anyone to take that attended and yeah. um so it was nice you know and and so they had about probably eight showcases and when i say showcases i mean just like display cases like you see people putting their cards in at card shows whatever dealers have that they put their cards into display at card shows that's what they had so they had about probably 16 showcases spread out so there was like eight inside eight outside and so we get there and they're like hey 
you guys you guys can basically pick where you want to go if we if we said hey we'd rather be inside i'm sure they would have been like yeah no problem but they said here you guys are over here and we had a full table i'm pretty sure we were the only ones with a full table i don't know if that was by mistake or because they knew there were going to be two of us or whatever the case but we had we had a huge space a huge area which was very much appreciate appreciated um and and we just kind of got set up right and and right at, we were i think the first one maybe the second or third ones that were setting up our stuff and and let me tell you something it was 95 out so the humidity was in the air without a doubt however we were completely shaded there was shade there was like there was some kind of like i don't know what what do you call that like a canopy kind of going over the top of it plus there were trees you know so it was yeah. gorgeous i thought the mood yeah. was like on point yeah it was pleasant i mean when when we were setting up outside and we we kind of looked inside and we looked outside uh, it really wasn't bad out there. I mean, temperature wise, it was pleasant. And I think, you know, I, and again, I don't want to get too far ahead, but I think it, it was getting warmer and warmer as the night went on. I think, you know, at the Me beginning, if, it, if there wasn't so many people, I, I mean, I think it would have stayed pleasant out there, you know, uh, temperature wise. But yeah, I, I, it was great. It, I, I, I love the little area we're in out there. Uh, I love the spot we were in. You know, we were the first, the big table of coming, you know, first coming through the door coming outside we were right there which was great uh you know so, yeah. so this way we got to see every everybody that we knew everybody that was coming through oh yeah absolutely man and uh yeah so so the trade night um starts right and and people start filing in and let me just say this i, I don't even know where you went you went somewhere but you kind of disappeared for like 10 or 20 minutes i don't know if you what you did like right in the beginning but i was there and 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 I uh, ended up doing a deal with um, Adam Schrayman. So shout out to Schrayman. And I'm probably butchering his name, but, uh, you know, he's a regular at he's a regular at Bleecker. I'm pretty sure he's a New York City dude uh, kid. You know, he's probably in his 20s or so. Um, and I looked over and, and he was kind of like, oh, you know, I have something you might like. And he told me, like, he's like, I actually bought this and I got it for this price. And, you know, this is what I got it for. And I'm like. I knew what he got it for. And I'm like, wow. And he was like, can you believe how cheap that is? I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. And I was like, well, I mean, what would you want for it? And he's like, well, I kind of would want this, but I would take this. And, and I paid him double what he paid for it. And I still felt really good about it. And that was a 2018 Panini Prism, George Mikan white sparkle. So that's this right here. So this was my first pickup before the night even started <laughs> and 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 i am not a fan of vintage players modern day cards of vintage players but i mean a george mike and white sparkle how can i you know how can i go wrong um i think this is a pop two only one higher so psa9 psa9 so i i felt really good about that did you have any pickups at all last night i didn't i didn't and and I'm going to keep saying it. I don't want to get too far ahead, but we'll talk. I mean, I, you know, the deal, I was trying to work a deal for, for a long time late in the evening and it just never got done. But, um, no, I, I mean, I made deals. I sold some cards. People liked the cards that I had, but there wasn't a lot. Uh, I, I didn't find a lot that, you know, and when I did, when I did find cards in people's cases, those were the cards that weren't for sale. So it was, you know, it's kind of tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so I was I, there. I was there when you started that deal. Oh, were you? you? Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. there when you started the deal, and I knew you were going to be there a while. So I went inside, and you know, I was talking with you know Jeff and, and gotcha. Nick, and yeah, just catching up with the people inside. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering where you went because you were gone for probably about 15, 20 minutes, and I'm yeah. like, where could he have gone? You know <laughs> what I mean? So, so yeah, that that definitely makes sense. And so the second pickup that I had, so um. A dude comes over, and this is a guy that you know, the guy that works for, uh, was it Hudson Valley Cards? Yeah, works for PSA. Works yeah. for PSA, Hudson Valley Cards. Great guy, great guy. He comes over, and he starts flipping through my stuff, and he pulls out my Daniel Jones Select Silver Prism uh, BGS 9.5. And I had it, I had a, 
almost none of my cards were priced because like I, I haven't been setting up at shows for the last six months really i've really just been like buying and and trying to curate my own pc you know so and i don't pc daniel jones like if there's a Daniel, like if there's a giants player even if it's modern available i'll grab it right i'm a giants fan but i'm not holding on to daniel jones so I had it priced at $70 and he's like, I'd be interested in this. He pulls it out. Um, I said, listen, I have no idea what the comps are. I have not looked at that in a while for, I know in my head, I'm like, for, I know they could be 30 bucks. He looks up and he goes, well, the last comp on this was 110. I had it priced at 70. He was last comp on this is 110. He's like, you pulled out that Eli Manning card from my box and I had this priced at, and he, he started, he went into this long kind of explanation, which was super appreciated because there are no comps on this Eli Manning. He said, so, um, you know, it's a Eli Manning, it's this, it's, it's, and I'll show you what it is, what I got. And then I'll, I'll tell you what he said. So it's a 2013 prism, Eli Manning blue prism. So it's a color match PSA 10. There's only a pop four. And he mm. said he owned two of them. So it's a pop four. He owned two of them. So he started going into an explanation as to, you know, why he's pricing it the way he did. And he's like, and, but if you wanted to, I mean, I would do just a straight up trade for it. And I said, yeah, no problem. Shook, shook, stuck on my hand, shook his hand. I said, thank you for that, man. Appreciate it. Um, but I don't know, like maybe it's from where we are at. It didn't like, I know it was kind of, it had the vibe of a show because it had, you know, we had all these people that were on the bleaker flyer that had showcases set up, but it was a trade night in reality, right? So it's like everyone kind of had their cards and everyone was just kind of BSing. Uh, Mark Zab, uh, you know, I got to talk with Mark from bleaker for quite some time. They must have bought at least 20 to 30 pizzas. Um, there was more than that. More than 20 oh, to 30 there was yeah, I, I I would say probably thirty to forty pizzas. Yeah, it was, unbelievable. It was just, and it just kept coming. The pizza just kept coming. The amount of money that they pour into their trade nights, right? The mm. amount they must have spent a couple grand just in alcohol that they were giving away in the coolers, mm. right? Then easily a thousand dollars on pizza. Yeah, not any pizza. This is New York City pizza. This is great, <laughs> great high end New York City pizza. Yeah um yeah and the pizza uh, was right in front of us right so everybody that was getting a pizza they look back like we were the one who supplied they look back and be like wow this pizza was good <laughs> you should have put out a tip jar on, on the table in front yeah. of you says the gluten-free guy right yeah so so yeah i mean overall the night just felt like a major success even though like I really didn't sell much. I maybe sold, you know, a few hundred dollars worth of cards, all small stuff. Um, so I sold some stuff, uh, had a couple small pickups, but overall it just felt like the night was such a success, you know, because like you said, you know, it's like we, I felt like we made new friends in the hobby. We were able to meet listeners from the show that we've never met before. Yeah. Um, there's other, you know, content creators that were there that, I'm watching them just like, you know, people watch our content. So it's like, I'm, you know, I don't know if you call it a fan, like, but you're like, yeah, I'm a fan of their content. So, yeah. so yeah. It, it's cool to meet others as well that are doing the same thing we're doing. And obviously, of course, you know, Craig, uh, fellow Wolfpack member, New York city sports cards was in the house. Um, so it was nice, nice to be able to see him, but, you know, just being able to see people who were friendly with, and uh you know just kind of see them in person man i mean overall yeah. it just felt like an awesome night yeah you know and it and it's becoming like you know the same crew almost when when big things are happening it's we're we're starting to see a lot of the same people at at, at a lot of these big events so know, which... big, so big crews uh, i'm thinking sharon black jaded wolf yep right um, I know Leighton Sheldon, you know, he was there, uh, you know, we got to meet him in person for the first time. Great guy. I know he's going to be coming on my show soon. Um, uh, Nick from the slab exchange, right. Yep. Uh, Jeff's cards, yep. um, cage from Lucas tigers and bronze, um, Shay from, uh, Shay wave blogs. Um, mm -hmm. who, who else? Any, did I miss anyone that you're, that you're like, yeah, we're starting to see the same, same faces at these big events. No, I think that Craig. You know, Craig, yep. Craig, you've seen Craig there. But yeah, I think that was it. I think those were the big, uh, th those were the big names. My yeah. guy, Bagels and Wax, we can't forget him. Um, 
but yeah, and and we'll pro we're leaving out so many, right? Leaving out yeah. so many. I mean, names. there's a ton of people there. Yeah. And the thing is, too, it's like I know what you're saying with seeing the same people because most of these people, like, I can't put a, a name to their face, but you know their face, and you're like, oh, I see this guy at all the Laz shows. Oh, yeah. I see this guy every time there's a New York City show, and I, I'm seeing them. Oh, I think I recognize that guy from YouTube. You know, I yeah. so it's like, so yeah, without a doubt, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Even on the other side of the table, too, you know, people that are just coming, you know, just the spectators that are coming to these things, you start to see the same faces all the time, too. And, and you know, from from where we started a few years ago to now you're still looking in their cases, but their cases, you know, a lot of fire in there. They've grown, you know, everybody's been leveling up on, on a lot of cards. So it's almost as if, you know, we've all kind of grown together a little bit, you know, on both sides of the table. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so we have some comments here. So Luke from bleaker street, cards wants to know what was the coolest card or collectible that you guys saw in the room last night um so i saw that was it Layton sheldon i saw that Layton. oh jason from heritage was there also man i i talked with jason for so long last night so uh you know shout out to jason from heritage so i i didn't see it personally but i know that um Layton sheldon posted a babe ruth card that i believe cage had so cage had a um uh a babe ruth card it was a 1922 hand cut babe ruth card so i know that was in attendance you know i had my my signed mickey mantle cards uh right next to us i saw that um there was a kid that had a signed mickey mantle card a signed hank aaron card i had all my signed rookies um you know, Willie Mays, Mays sign card too. Yep. Yep. No. Um, so what was your one that stuck out to you? Like that you're like, Oh my God, that's, that's a great card right there. Or that's well, for me. Card. I think it was that Willie Mays. Yeah. The Willie Mays card that showed up at the table. Cause I I'm usually not, you know, Oh, you're talking about the, the 52 tops Willie Mays. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. 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 So that walked right up to our table. I forget the gentleman's name that had it. And I asked him, I said, like, what do you want to do for that? You know, like, like, do you want to make a deal? Do you want to? He's like, ah, I've had that little know. sparkle in his eye. Oh yeah, definitely. But he, and he was like, I'd be high on it. And which, which for good reason, because it had near perfect centering it was a PSA yeah. two, but it had near perfect centering and, yeah. and really a PSA two comps go from like 2,500 to nine K and with a perfectly centered one, you know, he's going to be up there near the nine K, which is yeah. totally reasonable um, and, and, and expected. But um, we also had a guy who came up to the table and he's like man love your content love your show blah 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 i think i might have something you like he starts pulling out different cards blah blah before you know it he's got like six of the nicest most high-end jordan inserts i've ever seen and right and there's just like jordan inserts laid out all over the table i mean 100k easy and just a few jordan inserts and i'm just like man unbelievable thank god i don't collect jordan 90s inserts because imagine going down that jordan rabbit hole and in the amount of people and first of all they're all you know short prints i mean even if they're not numbered they're super short prints and the the type of buyers that you have to go against when it comes to some of these jordan inserts are just absolutely insane so sometimes the person that you least expect has the biggest cards because that that uh 52 tops Willie Mays that you're talking about, the guy is like, Hey, would you be interested in maybe trading for something? I go, sure. He pulls out like a red gift bag. It was like a paper gift bag with like two paper handles on it and just plops it on the case. And I look in and sitting right on top of this gift bag, there was like 30 slabs just like strewed throughout in there. Sitting right on top of it was the Willie Mays. And remember, I made that big reaction. I go, whoa. I said, man, you should have warned me. I, I almost burnt my hand sticking my hand in there. What's that Willie Mays doing on top? Yeah. I'm like, you don't even have it in a case or it's not even secured or anything. It's just in a in a paper bag. It was, but so point, yeah. I mean, well, did you hear what I said to him? I what? said. Is this like incognito? Like you're walking in the city, like yeah. we're walking with these Zion cases. Like people know there must be something good in there. Talk about there a bullseye on your back. Right? You don't know if you, it's 
got like a bagel in there or something, you know, and he kind of smiled and said, oh, a little bit. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, so yeah, really good call on that, man. That 52 tops maze really cool. Um, so yeah, just saw a lot, a lot of cool stuff there. A lot of cool stuff. Um, you know, didn't see a ton of football, which you would imagine like, and you and I, we talked on the way home, right? So, and th this is yet another great thing about going with someone is that, you know, you, you're kind of, we're kind of hyping each other up on the way there. Not that, you know, we're intentionally hyping each other up, but just talking about what the night could have in store is just hyping you up, you know? But then on the way home, we were talking and you said, you know what? You said, I didn't see much football. And I'm wondering if people were thinking like I was thinking. You didn't want to bring out your big football because you're saving it for national. And you were wondering if that's what everyone else was doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, and I think they are. I think they've been listening to the Sports Card Lessons podcast and, 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 and they're taking, you know, taking some notes there about what, what they should be doing with their football cards right now, just holding them off till, uh, till the national. But I did see a lot of soccer. I saw a lot of soccer too. Yeah. Yep. I saw a lot mm -hmm. of soccer. Um, yeah, a lot of soccer, a lot of, uh, baseball, a lot of, um, yeah, soccer, baseball, some basketball. I did not see much football at all. Um, so one card I almost bought, I almost made a deal, right? This guy, if this guy wasn't so hesitant, I probably would have owned it right now, but because he was so like going back and forth and Here's the thing. I think he really wanted to move the card. I think he really wanted to move the card to me. I would imagine he's had it for a while and it takes a very niche kind of buyer for that card. But he was, and I could be wrong, but I think the re, I think he was kind of playing the game. This is me in my mind kind of analyzing what the interaction was. So him and I were talking for a solid 20 to 30 minutes. He came back to me three different times. We're sitting there talking about it. He had a Giannis prism rookie, but it's the red prism rookie that is super rare, super short print and, and pretty high end. It was a big, it was a big money card at one point and arguably still is, but this was signed. This was signed by Giannis in-person signature an in-person autograph. It was BGS authenticated with the auto grade of a nine. Now, the reason why I was not all over this, even though I love iconic rookies with in-person signatures on them, there's a few reasons why I wasn't all over this. The first reason is because there seemed like there was a chip in the peeling on the top left corner of the card. And I think that's probably why it was just graded authentic and not a card grade as well. So that was kind of a, eh, to me. The second thing was, it was an auto grade of a nine. Now, typically, I'm not an auto grade snob. Obviously, tens reign supreme. Um, one of my mantles is only a nine. This mantle right here is only an auto grade of a nine, 1966 tops mantle, but it's a mantle. It's a bit different. <laughs> if I have a super shiny 2013 prism, I want an auto grade of a 10, but he was also. So I made him an offer and he was kind of, ah, uh, him and and Han. He was trying, he tried to get another $300 Dak Prescott card out of me. And, and which was, I would have gladly given up if I was in love with that Giannis. I, I think by him, hemming and hawing back and forth, that kind of gave me an out. And I said, you know what? I think I'm all set. Like, let, let's hold off because, and, but here's the thing. Even in my mind, I'm like, even if he isn't playing the game, if he is truly not sure if he wants to make this deal, then I don't want to make the deal with him because I never want to make a deal with someone that I, that it, it, it appears like they're going to regret. So if he didn't want to move that card for the price that we were discussing, then I don't even want to do the deal. So I was like, dude, shook his hand. I said, it's all good, man. Listen, you have my Instagram. So, um, now, so you with your card, I know you were go same guy, same, same guy. guy. Yeah. So the interesting thing about him was he kind of had three deals going, right? He had a deal going with you. He had a deal going with me and he had a deal going with somebody inside. Um, I think it might've been Jeff, Jeff's cards. Uh, and uh, he wanted my uh, Josh Allen RPA, uh, which I was happy to move the card. Um, and it was one of those, I went through his case. He had a Justin Herbert, um, uh, immaculate RPA, 
uh, number to 49. It was a BGS nine uh, with a 10 auto. My Josh Allen's a BGS nine with a 10 auto. Similar cards. Josh Allen was a little more money comps wise. And um, I really wanted to get into the Herbert card. So we went back and forth and, you know, there was a difference in price. And finally, at the end, I said, you know what, let's let's just do it. Let's just do an even swap. I know you like the Allen card. I like the Herbert card. I'm giving up a little, but I'm okay because I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting what I want, right? And uh, then it just turned into, you know, he pulled the card out, he put it down, he took it back, he put it down, and and I mean, I certainly wasn't going to pay any more for it at this point. And uh, he decided, you know, kind of like you decided, he decided he just didn't want to, he didn't want to part with the, the Herbert card. He was trying to offer me every other card in his case. Like I was mentioning earlier, sometimes when you see a card, all the other, like I may have made a deal with the other cards if I didn't see the Herbert card, right? But once I saw the Herbert card in my mind, that was what I, you know, put my, focused my sight on. And when that card wasn't available anymore, the other cards just didn't seem as good to me. And we never ended up getting a deal done either. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, real quick, Mookie Chilson is in the chat. He said, what's the, what was the breakdown of vintage to modern at Bleecker and was most of it high end? Um, in my opinion, I would say, I, I think there was probably only 10% of all cards I saw were vintage. I think it was probably 90% modern or super modern. And I think most of what I saw most of the stuff in in showcases in the showcases were mid to high end but most of the stuff that the general people had that were there visiting and and going to trade night was mostly low end from what i saw and and you know i think that's probably because it's you know there were mostly i don't want to say kids but you know it seemed like the crowd that were was there visiting for trade night and not actually one of the showcase people, it seemed like the general crowd was like 25 and younger. There were some older, but it did seem like it was like 25 and younger. So you think about what most 25 and youngers would probably collect it was low to mid end. And, um, probably like the three major sports of like modern and super modern. I don't know. Did you see anything different? No, I, I saw about the same thing. There was somebody there that had pop culture, pop century cards. This guy, <laughs> <laughs> this guy who has two thumbs and pop century cards, this, this guy. guy. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, overall though, listen, overall great night. Um, I thought, I think Bleaker put on an incredible event. Um, I know that Mark Zablo and I have talked about, you know, doing more stuff down the line. I really hope to, uh, he's a great dude. Um, he's, you know, he's living in Connecticut now down in lower fear. Fairfield County, very close to the city. Uh, he's a hip hop head like myself, uh, younger guy has kids. So it's like, you know, him and I have a lot in common. We talked a lot last night and, uh, hopefully we're going to continue to collaborate and, uh, you know, hopefully do some stuff, whether if it's at bleaker or even on a bigger scale. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and I would look forward to going down there now. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you don't go to the city, like me, it seems like it's a big production. So when you're like, do you, I'll drive. I was like, perfect. Cause <laughs> <laughs> listen, I love driving in the city, man. Like, yeah. I'm, you know, it's, I feel very comfortable doing it. You know, it's like, you know, just kind of in and out of traffic and not driving like an idiot, but just knowing how to go around cars, you know, because cars are constantly double parked in the city. It's it's just one big double park debacle. Right. So whether if it, you're cutting in and out of traffic and and kind of giving that little tap on the horn, the tap on the horn, too, is it, it's not to say, hey, buddy, go F yourself, move. It's usually to let people know that you're there. So it's a little boop, little tap. You know, just to let them know, like, hey, I'm here, you know, so as long as you're comfortable doing that and maneuvering, you know, I think it's driving in the city is fine. And uh, and yeah, like you said, man, you know, it's it's once you do it and you're used to it, it's like, oh, this is this is nothing, man. This is, a, this is an hour ride, whereas Boston for us in Connecticut, depending on where you are in Connecticut. But I think for us, Boston's like a good two the two, two and a half hours each way and, and uh, you, you'll never catch me in boston unless it's at the fenway show <laughs> you won't catch you know <laughs> i'm definitely you know this this connecticut guy is in the, is a new york city guy for sure yeah yeah 
So yeah, no, I, I mean, like I said, I drive into the city, but I, I, I'm not a, you know, I wouldn't go there to say, I'm just want to go there. I go there for a purpose. Yeah. But now that we've been there and, and you show me how easy it is to get down there. I, 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 I would take more trips down there for some more events down there at Bleecker because I, I just thought yeah. they did a great job. It was it was really, you know, well managed, well put on. And uh, I would definitely look forward to going back there again. And the cherry on the Sunday is we got to see, uh, you know, Craig, New York City sports cards and <laughs> and just really, you know, kind of see the people we already know. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. So yeah. much fun, the community. So uh with that being said, uh, you know, nationals coming up and, and we're, you know, countdown to national is on. So I'm sure we're going to be doing yeah, 20 a lot. days. Yeah, man. We're going to be doing a lot of content on that, um, over the next few weeks. So, uh, any closing words, big Ken. Oh, no, just, uh, you know, shout out to everybody we saw last night. Shout out to you, you know, to, uh, my, my road dog. You know, it was a good time. Uh, it's a good time there and back, right? You know, you talked about going down and getting getting excited. I mean, it's just a, just as important going home, right? Because now you get to break down the whole show. And and kind of one thing you left out is if you're if you're taking that ride yourself and you get in the car, the show is just in your head now, right? But you got somebody next to you, and you guys just keep boom going back and forth. And uh, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, shout out to you, brother. Yeah, yeah, likewise. And uh, Leighton Sheldon is in the chat. Leighton, man, uh, great seeing you last night. He said, great seeing you guys. Leighton, uh, you know, definitely go back and, and listen back to this because I uh, definitely gave you your flowers a little bit uh, at the beginning of the show. So uh, Leighton, one of the best there is in vintage. So look forward to doing more with you as well, Leighton. So, Ken, yeah, let's uh, we can wrap it up. And uh, you got up any great content, words, Rob? What was that? You got any closing words? No, man. No, just, you know, I love this hobby. I love this hobby, you know, episode 192 for me. And uh, I'm just going to continue, uh, continue doing what I love, man. And uh, looking forward to seeing everyone. So absolutely. Yeah, that's about it, guys. So uh, take care of yourselves and your collection. Until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you. Take care, Rob. <laughs>